Good morning. I'm Nan Hart, your worship associate today. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists online worship service. Our greeter today um, was Sandra Stephen. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Laura Horton Ludwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. If you would like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy. If you're visiting today, we're glad you're here. We invite you to say hello in the chat if you'd like. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org. Coming up this week, tomorrow at 5.30, Reverend Laura will lead an hour-long workshop on the spiritual practice of lect Lectio Divina. Not sure if I said that right. <laughs> Meditating on a poem or other text. All are welcome and you can find the Zoom link on the WUU calendar or your weekly spiral email. Now I invite you to sing along with our opening hymn today. Here we have gathered. The words are by Alicia Carpenter. The music is an old hymn tune from 16th century Geneva. Let us not forget, we 
who now gather know each other's pain. Kindness can heal us as we give, we gain. Sing now to friendship this our heart's own song. Again, welcome. We are so happy that you have joined us by a live stream, audio, or video, or Zoom. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if you are joining by phone and we cannot see you physically. Now I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. And please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. That's so cool, isn't it? Welcome one and welcome all. Here in this space of community, may we receive one another with gratitude and love, blessed by our coming together. In this time, may we release all that has weighed us down. May we know joy, comfort, and encouragement. And may we build strength for the journey to come as we worship together. Now please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now as we spotlight the Craig family lighting their chalice. Again, we'll unmute you and say the words in unison. Light this chalice, this chalice, chalice for the warmth of love, 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 for the light, light of truth, truth, for the energy of action, action for the, the harmony of peace, peace in our hearts, peace in our community, peace in our world. Beautifully done. Thank you, Craig family. So you know that um, the theme for this month is healing. And we had just a wonderful session in RE last week that I want to share with each of you. And I want to invite you in. I want to invite especially your childlike self. So now's your chance to get in touch with your inner kid. And if you would like to get a piece of paper and perhaps a pen or a crayon or a marker or your choice, a writing implement that may behoove you in a little bit. But we have kids to lead us. Yay, thank you kids. Thank you, Estrella, thank you, George. They're gonna lead us in a meditation song. And the meditation song is called, I Can Heal. And so as you're listening to this song and experiencing this song and watching Estrella 
and her family do the hand motions and watching George do the hand motions. Thank you, kiddos. Um, I invite you to ask yourself, what is something in something that you would like to heal? Maybe in the world, maybe in your life, maybe something about yourself, maybe something about planet Earth. You know, that there's much to choose from. And so think of something that is calling to you. What, what is it that you are called to heal? And so I'm going to paste the words um, of this meditation song by Leah Morris. Um, she's a Unitarian mom, and she wrote this song just for this theme. And it's called I Can Heal. And all of the kids who got RE kits, one of the big things that was in their kit was um, a page in like in huge, bold, big letters. You are a healer. And I say that to all of you, all of you adults who are also kids, you are a healer. And so the question is, what are you going to heal? And so Lisa is, I think, going to press play on the video and then we should all be able to hear it. So Estrella, George, my friends, are we ready to give this a try? Yes. Are you ready? So much. Let's let's give it a try. George, thank you so much. And so my question to you is, as you were hearing those words and as you were reflecting on the hand movements, what came into your mind? That's what you need to write down. And then further, I invite you to make a healing list. And this is something that the kids did a little bit ago um, last week. And um, we came up with a big long list. And here's the thing, everybody's list is gonna be different and that difference is beautiful. So for some people, it might be going for a walk in nature. That's a thing that heals them. 
For some people, it might be music. And, you know, some days you're going to need multiple things on the list, right? You're going to need a cup of tea and you're going to need your favorite song. Some days are like that. But I want you to make up that list so that you have it for when you really need it. And I think that Estrella is going to tell us about something that helps her in a little bit. Um, and, you know, one thing that helps me that I'll add, I love thunderstorms and then also kitties that purr. Because that's a healing sound, isn't it? The purring of a cat oh, or a happy dog. Oh, animals are just the best. So George, Estrella, is there anything you'd add to that? Play with my brother, play with my brother and Kaden is healing. What else helps you heal? Bow. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And so as we undertake this work of healing, which we're going to be exploring all month, this is something you can really think about. Maybe it's a cup of chamomile tea, and maybe it's reaching out to a neighbor that you see is hurting. May we all be healers of ourselves. May we be healers of our neighbors, our nation, and our planet. Blessed be. Oh, thank you, Austin. Thank you, George. Thank you, Estrella, for that beautiful healing song. So from here on out, uh, those of you who downloaded the order of service, you might notice that there's going to be a couple of changes from what you have printed, uh, mostly because a lot has happened since we finalized the printed piece on Thursday. So we'll just announce uh, any changes in the service as they come. And now I want to invite you into a spirit of meditation, reflection, and prayer for ourselves, for our communities, and for the newly elected leaders of our nation, especially our president-elect, Joe Biden, and our vice president-elect, Kamala Harris. Today, we seek to hold the people of this nation, all the people, exhausted and weary, but hopeful, longing for greater justice and ready to work for it. Some fearful of one another, but still confident that there are new chapters yet to be written in the story of who we can be together. The great Nelson Mandela has said, may your choices reflect your hopes and not your fears. This week, Everett Thompson, who is a black member of the staff of our Unitarian Universalist Association offered these words, inspired by Mandela. These are Everett Thompson's words. We have an invitation to choose our hopes. 
We have an invitation every day to say yes to justice. We have a choice to say we are hopeful and we clearly choose to make sure that everyone's worth is seen, their dignity is held, and we want to reflect that back to each other. We choose love over and over until it's not a choice anymore. It becomes muscle memory. It becomes something inherent and it's who you are. So in these moments, let us continue to practice so that we can embody love. We can embody our faith tradition. We embody what is beautiful and sacred. We embody that we are dignity. And wow, we are so beautiful. Friends, may this be the spirit that guides us in these days to come, an active love for ourselves and for our neighbors, an active hope that calls us forward. May it be so. There's a lot we're holding today, both sorrow and joy. So many loved ones, so many people that we have both named and that we have silently held in our hearts. And at this time, I invite you to add your own silent prayers and meditations. May this be so, and amen. Now I invite you to sing along with our Centering Hymn, Circle Round for Freedom, by the American Jewish composer, Linda Hirschhorn, and sung by, in many voices, by our own Dave Robbins. Circle round for freedom, circle round for peace.
for all of us imprisoned. Circle for release, circle for the planet, circle for each soul, for the children of our children. Keep the circle whole, circle round for freedom, circle round for peace, for all of us imprisoned, circle for release, circle for the planet, circle for each soul, for the children of our children. Keep the circle whole, circle round for freedom, circle round for peace, for all of us imprisoned, circle for release, circle for the planet, circle for each soul, for the children of our children, keep the circle that was lovely. Each Sunday we make an offering from the bounty that we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you are joining us for the first time today, please feel free to give if you wish, but also know that your presence is a gift enough. Today is a share the plate Sunday. All of your gifts today will go to Dreamcatchers. We're going to share a short video made by Terry Jacoby or Jacoby of Dreamcatchers, who is with us today, by the way. Welcome. Folks listening to our audio live stream, there's a link to the video in our weekly spiral email this week. After the video, we'll hear briefly from Lisa Craig. Thank you, Terry, for that beautiful video and all that you do for Dreamcatchers. Healing is the UU theme for the month of November. 
And it is so very appropriate for this month's recipient of the Share the Plate. Hey, uh, Dream Catchers is a nonprofit organization that provides a wide range of therapeutic writing activities for both children and adults. Mm -hmm. A few of the programs Dream Catchers offers, uh, in addition to therapeutic writing, therapeutic horsemanship, equine assisted learning, speech therapy, mental health services, retreats, customized school group activities, summer camps, and professional education workshops, and community health and wellness programs, including a new program called Equestria Yoga. If I'm saying that correctly, I'll say that five times fast. Um, it, which is led by our own UU member, Asha McLaughlin. So this program is open to everyone so if you like yoga and horses and connecting with nature, this program is, is a, a great thing to add to your calendar. Um, it, they just did their, finished their first session and the next one will be in spring. I am also very excited to let you know of a couple new programs not yet listed uh, that will be for veterans, active duty military and first responders, something so important for our community. Um, you can find more information about all of these programs at uh, www.dreamcatchers.org. We will also have links on the UU, UU website uh, so that you can find out more about that or even reach out to Terry uh, directly. Um, so please be sure and do that. All of these programs bring a level of healing to individuals in a very unique way. Just being on the beautiful Dreamcatchers campus, as you saw in that video, is so peaceful and serene. My daughter, Estrella, uh, takes a one-hour therapeutic writing class held there once a week. Sorry. It's okay. Estrella um, has a very rare chromosome disorder that affects many aspects of her life. Uh, last year, I took some time to share with you about her disability and the co co-diagnosis that um, how, how, how Dreamcatchers actually helps with all of those things for her. And I would be happy to share more of that with you um, privately. Unfortunately, it's, it's far too much to cover in just the couple minutes that I have with you. So um, instead, I would like to share a more recent experience that we've had. Estrella has been writing with Dreamcatchers for a little over four years uh, without much of a break until last March, and COVID hit, um, which has been the longest break that we've had. Uh, this was a very, very hard time, well, for everybody, but uh, for those that rely on therapies to help them get through the week, it was extremely difficult. Um, it was a difficult time, as the case for Estrella. During this time, one of the wonderful volunteers at Dreamcatchers, Miss Beverly, who's worked with Estrella since she's started writing there since the very beginning. She reached out to Estrella as a pen pal um, and they, they connected and, throughout that time and Estrella was so happy to receive those messages. Even if she couldn't ride bow, she was still connecting with Dreamcatchers. We started writing again about four weeks ago and I wasn't sure how it was gonna go. I was a little bit nervous, um, but she didn't miss a beat, did you? You're right back up on the horse. And <laughs> yeah. So Miss Brittany is the is her instructor and 
she said, okay, we're going to take it really slow. Uh, two lessons in, Estrella was writing in two points with her hands on her head. <laughs> I was like, that's taking it slow. It was great. Her confidence, um, she's writing off lead, and she's really just doing so many things independently that normally would cause her a, a lot of anxiety. I am a science nerd at heart. I love reading long peer-reviewed science journals and books. Um, <laughs> and I absolutely love the science behind equine therapy, neuroplasticity, and that the brain is capable of healing in ways that are unimaginable. But nothing compares to that feeling of surrendering to that place where science meets spirituality and you are just in complete and total awe of the magnificent beauty of life and connection. When Estrella rides bow, she's completely present. In that moment is total peace. With every breath and movement, she's connecting with her horse. And this rhythm is healing on a whole new level. This is what Dreamcatchers provides for my family, for Estrella, and I am positive that we're not alone in, in this experience. I encourage you, if you have the means to give generously to this organization that provides so much healing for its participants and to the community, and please visit the website to learn how you can volunteer, take classes, and, and, uh, and even share with other people who might benefit from the programs. And now Australia would like to share something about Dreamcatchers and her favorite horse. What would you like to share? I loved all the friends who goes to Dreamcatchers. All your friends who goes to Dreamcatchers and your friends that are there. All the horses are your friends. Yeah. Thank you, Dreamcatchers, and thank you to all of you. If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. That's 757-500-0688. And follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, Virginia 23185. Thank you so much. Our offertory music is by John Lennon and Paul McCartney of the Beatles, with a little help from my friends.
thanks, Dave. Thank you, Craigs. You guys are wonderful. Really appreciate it. So this week, as we continue to plunge into our theme of healing, uh, we have two readings from two ancient texts that have some wisdom for us as we seek to bring some healing to this moment. The first reading is one that I've shared with you before, uh, but I think it's very timely right now. It's from an 8th century Buddhist text by a monk named Shantideva, and these are his words. Whatever transgressions and evil deeds of various kinds there are, all arise through the power of conditioning factors. Well, there is nothing that arises independently. Therefore, even if one sees a friend or an enemy behaving badly, one can reflect that there are specific conditioning factors that determine this and thereby remain happy. Some commit offenses out of delusion. Others, deluded, grow angry. Who among them should we say is free from blame? Or who should we say is guilty? Everybody is subject to the force of prior actions. Who am I to change this? But realizing this, I shall make the effort to, be, to perform good actions in such a way that everyone will develop an attitude of friendship, each towards the other. The second reading is from the Hebrew prophet Micah. Many people have said this short reading sums up the entire ethical tradition of, of ancient Judaism. What does the Lord, sorry, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? What a week it has been. Watching last night's speeches I found myself weeping with relief that Americans have chosen to elect a president and vice president who lead from a place of empathy, whose platform as vice president-elect Harris said last night is a platform of hope and unity, decency, science, and yes, truth. I am so glad that we will soon be free of the chaotic, hateful, traumatizing form of leadership that has burdened our country these last four years. And I am so glad that the new administration has promised to focus on so many justice issues that this congregation cares about. In this month when our congregational theme is healing, I am grateful to hear this new administration promise to bring healing to our country. 
But what does healing look like when we are so divided, when so much has happened? Today, I want to reflect on what we can bring to the table as Unitarian Universalists committed to both love and justice. But let's start with the struggle. Let's just acknowledge that this is a moment when universal love might not feel like a real obvious choice. I hear many of you really struggling to figure out how to be even in relationship with people whose choices have violated values that you hold dear. When other people make choices that would hurt us and our loved ones and our communities, we may feel a whole lot of righteous anger and it has cause and it deserves to be honored. But remember that we can still work with what we believe is right without relying on anger toward other people to fuel us. We can still work for what we believe is right without relying on anger toward other people to fuel us. And this is important for at least two reasons. I'm sure you can name many more. First, it is dangerous to our own spiritual well-being to let anger take over our hearts for too long. A mentor of mine used to say, anger is information. Anger tells us when our, when our boundaries have been violated. But if we hold on to that anger long after we've extracted the information it offers us, it can start to block off any possibility for something new to come in. We may start to believe that the people who have angered us are bad and incapable of change. But from a practical perspective, when we lead from anger, it undermines any possibility of persuading people who see the world differently to try on our perspective for a change. If I think differently from you, and you tell me that you're mad at me and I'm bad and wrong for not embracing your values, am I gonna wanna listen to you? No, I'm just gonna want you to go away and stop shaming me. We choose to be around people who respect us. So we have to lead with respect. And this is why I hope we can let our anger in this moment be a temporary way station for us rather than a permanent home. But of course, that is easier said than done. And so today, I want to lift up some ancient wisdom that can help us shift out of that place of anger, outrage, when we are ready. And for each one of us, there is no rush. But when you're ready, I recommend starting with the prophet Micah the reading that Nan shared with us, not least because Micah is so clear that we have to honor both justice and love for all. Listen again to what he says to his religious community. He says, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? To do justice love kindness and walk humbly all at the same time. 
And applying his words to this moment, I think I hear him saying to us, yes, love others, practice kindness toward others, reach out to them and practice justice, work for what you believe is right at the same time. This is a both and. You know, in the world of spiritual direction that I spend some time in, there is a concept called spiritual bypassing. And what it means is sometimes when we start working on our spiritual growth, we sometimes want to go to feeling good and blissed out and peaceful without actually doing the work of wrestling with all the spiritual obstacles that actually block our peace. We wanna just get right to the good feelings without doing the work. That is spiritual bypassing and it's very human, very natural, but it doesn't actually work. We can pretend that we are all chill and spiritual. We can even pretend to ourselves, but if we have not actually done the work, our issues are still right there, just kind of shoved down and ignored. And likewise, in this political moment, we are starting to hear the calls for unity and healing, and that is important, but real unity and real healing requires that we tend to the real injustices that have been simmering and boiling over in our country. So we need to listen to the voices saying that America has never yet been a land of opportunity for them, though it still might be. We need to continue our work for racial justice, immigrant justice, LGBTQ equality. We need to continue our work to heal our planet, even as we reach out to our neighbors who see things differently, to listen to them and invite them to join in as they are willing and able. Kindness and justice. This is a both and. And then there is Micah's third instruction, walk humbly with your God. And whatever your beliefs about God or not, to me, what his words mean right now is that I have to be very humble about my sense of my own rightness, especially any temptation I might have to believe that I am better than anyone else because my faith tells me every single person on this earth comes from the same source and is loved just the same as me. But it can be hard to get past our anger at other people enough to really, really, really believe that. And this is where Shanti Deva's teachings helped me so much. In the first reading you heard, he says that whenever people do harmful things, their actions are caused by a long chain of events and circumstances that have influenced them that are beyond their control. He says, everybody is subject to the force of prior actions. But realizing this, I shall make the effort to perform good actions in such a way that everyone will develop an attitude to, of friendship, each toward the other. Could we practice this today? Could we truly believe that everyone is behaving as they are because of a million things that have happened in the past, things that are completely out of our control? 
I wonder if that can soften our hearts just a little so that we can choose our actions from a place of love and compassion. We still get to set boundaries. We do not have to just let people hurt us, but we can set those boundaries with love. We will still continue our work for justice. We need to keep going for the sake of everyone who has been weighed down and hurt by the patterns of oppression that run so deep. But let us do that work with love. This is how I'm trying to live these days, not only because I think it's a good idea, but because I think our faith demands it. We come from a long line of religious ancestors who have believed and taught for many generations now that there is a universal love that is stronger than anything else, which somehow loved each one of us into being. And in fact, loves those we least understand, those we might consider our enemies, exactly as much as it loves us. The person we most revile is infinitely loved, just as we are. I believe that. And I am ready to partner with that love and discover what it is bringing forth for us and with us now. So in the days to come, let us do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with the source of love in all our hearts. May the actions we take and the way we live be an offering, an offering of love, hope, and healing for our communities, our country, and this planet we share. So may it be abundantly. And amen. And now we're going to have some music. Our closing song is by Jean McDaniels and Roberta Flack the great Roberta Flack. It's arranged and sung by Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout, who's the Director of Worship and Music at the First UU Congregation of Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's called River. Oh yes, I do. 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 Oh yes, I do.
say the words to extinguish the chalice and we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time we will paste the words in the zoom chat again we'll say them in unison we extinguish this flame, this flame. but not the light of truth the warmth of the community or the fire of commitment these we carry in our hearts until we are together again and as we prepare to close i invite you to stretch out your hands in a witness to all that connects us as we go forth may we embody that river may we see it in all beings and love it and cherish it and help it to flow free and strong go in peace go in hope Go in freedom, ready to serve and love once more. So may it be, blessed be, and amen. <laughs>